Hello there ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's Laces Out, the NFL-based podcast. Yorkshire's number one. It's all there. Apart from the guest. Somebody, we're not going to, it's not a playing culture, we're not going to use any names here. Somebody forgot to book a guest. While you're dealing with that information... You could click subscribe wherever you get in your podcast. It might ease the pain. You never know. Try and find out. Anyway, here we go. This is CookieCast, the Laces Out podcast. Recording in progress. She knows the deal. She knows the deal. Um, it's one of the many football podcasts that we do. Um, but this this is the, uh, the, the hand egg version. NFL football. NFL, American football. All, all, of, the, all of the different versions. Different ways of saying it. Uh, me and my co-host, Paul Williams, who uh, a few YouTube watchers can see, but a few audio listeners cannot hear, uh, just just yet. Uh, we are here to discuss uh, a new week of games and look at what happened last week's games. We'll also talk a bit of fantasy, the disappointment that is fantasy football for some of us uh, and I, I, I believe I've, uh, I've been contacted by one Stuart Woodmancy who wanted me to read out a death threat on air um, I've had to edit it down to just just the, the bit where it's it just like 300 times it just said you son of a bitch um, I don't know what that's about something about uh, taking out Christian McCaffrey Again, apparently, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't Nothing to do with me. Uh, I, I, I believe Stu doesn't believe that. I, I, I believe Stu has said that it's absolutely something to do with you. So, where should we begin? Where indeed? Where indeed? Well, the the eagle-eyed and eagle-eared amongst the uh, viewers and listeners will have, have, have noticed at this point that there's there's only two voices on this here podcast, and which means we're unable to uh, secure a uh, in-studio guest, as it were. And that falls solely to me. Purely because this morning I was like, who should be the guest this week on the podcast? And I had a little look. I was like, hmm. Well, I can tell you for now, one of those people won't be coming on. Uh, who's the other guest? Let's see if we can get the other, the other potential guest. And I looked, and uh, it was your friend of mine, Mr. Rob Rafton. I was like, 
such short notice to uh, to try and get to try and get Rob on. Um, so it's poor planning on my part. It's the three P's uh, piss poor performance. Uh, so apologies to the guest. Apologies to Rob. Um, I, I I promise I'll do better. Well, no guest means no season-long predictions for the second week in a row. It's terrible. I mean, I'm happy to give a to give a, a new. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. I, I didn't know. I didn't know where we'd as landed if, on that one. <laughs> as if you're going to change from your from your pick anyway. You'll still be riding the. Uh, the bus of a Buccaneers Chiefs Super Bowl, I dare say. Oh, I, I would happily keep one of those teams. Uh, the other, I, I'm, I'm not convinced. Anyway. Well, so yeah, so no season-long predictions just leaves us to go through last week's individual week predictions I suppose so it was week four in the uh, National Football League the NFL as it's uh, more commonly known uh, again a full slate of 16 games so 16 points up for grabs so we'll go in reverse order so in third place with nine out of 16 picks correct It's Mr. Paul Williams. It's uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disappointing week. Whoa. Uh, down by, amongst others, the Titans, the Saints, who obviously decided this was the perfect weekend to uh, to lose to the New York-based teams. Um, stupidly, I'd taken the Lions to get their first win of the season over the Bears, the Dolphins to beat the Colts, the Falcons to beat the Washington football team, um, the Rams to beat the Cardinals and the Raiders to beat the Chargers so I was uh, very very wrong on uh, seven, 7 out of those games so only 9 points for me sadly this week in 2nd place with 10 out of 16 picks correct it's Mr Andrew Cook ladies and gentlemen uh, Mr. Cook let down by again the Titans and the Saints Fuckins. and the Dolphins and the Falcons Duff. oh he also sadly he also picked the Panthers to beat the Cowboys uh, okay. and he also picked the Raiders uh, to beat the Chargers so yep sadly only 10 correct for Mr. Cook this week which means we have our first guest point of the uh, of the season with an amazing 11 out of 16 correct picks. The point for this week goes to the guest, which was Mr. Stuart Woodmancy. So congratulations to you, sir, if you get a chance to listen to this back. Um, obviously, you only missed on five, so you only had the Titans against the Jets, the Saints against the Giants, Falcons against the Washington football team, the Rams against the Cardinals, and the Raiders against the Chargers. And he was even sat wearing a Chargers jersey. So he should really have, you know, stayed at home and, and gone with that as his pick. But 
as he as it did and in the end it didn't matter because he uh, he was able to pull out 11 precious points to get himself uh, on the board for himself and the collective guest so the updated scores uh Move us to Mr. Andrew Cook with uh, half half a point for the season so far. The uh, the guest has a singular point, and I am still out in front with my two and a half points. Well, no, no, I'm not loving it. No, what can I say? Gonna have to bring it back this week, aren't I? 16 out, of, 16 out of 16 picks correct. Full points. Full max. Extra point for getting all of them correct. And we're off to the races. That's all I'm saying. So. Uh, right. Need, need, need to get this out there. Um, I feel. Because uh, we were still we're still talking last week. I've got some. I've got some stats. I believe you've got some stats. Um, something that I need to address um, because this is something that I didn't even realise before the game. I only realised this after the game. Uh, one Richard Sherman up in sticks and doing one off to the. Uh, I don't want to say bandwagon, but. Uh, Jumping ship, literally, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I I saw something earlier in the week where he was being interviewed and somebody was asking him about Tom Brady. And I was like, well, you know, maybe they're just talking about, like, matchups against him. That's what it seemed to be, you know. How have you matched up against teams that have had Tom Brady as a quarterback? All that sort of stuff. I was just like, I didn't really think too much of it. And then, yesterday, I saw all this stuff about, uh, oh, you know, here's, here's Richard Sherman's New Jersey. Um, like, him talking about how his, how his performance was in the game. News articles about um, him, whether he was going to play the, the first game for the books and stuff. Seem, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if I'm the only one out there that thinks that this is just a completely random thing. Well, he was he was a free agent, so he wasn't he wasn't still on the the books of the 49ers anymore. Um, I, I don't know if he got released after he got injured last season, or if he just got cut at the end of the season, or if his contract just expired at the end of the season. But he was a free agent, um, and I think it had. Um, it did sort of come a bit out of left field, but I think it was one of those ones that was on the cards because the the books were short and certainly are short in the defensive ranks at the minute. They're a bit beat up at defence. Um, so it was one of those came out of left field, but if you'd been looking in the right places, you probably would have put two and two together that it was going to happen sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, probably if everyone was fit, he probably wouldn't have played on Sunday, but he had no one else, so he had to go straight into the uh, into the into the fire, so to speak, on the the Sunday night football uh, in New England. Indeed, obviously the biggest, or well, one of the biggest stories of the week was the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against uh, Tom Brady's former team, the New England Patriots. Um, 
again, it's one of those situations where I'll happily hold my hands up and say, certainly a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I got a bit tired of seeing all the stuff all week about, oh, Patriots are going to absolutely dominate in this game. Uh, uh, Mac Jones and Bill Belichick have got what they need to take down the Buccaneers. I was like, don't. Don't be that guy. Don't don't go out on a limb and say that you're gonna you can do that. To be fair, like I say, very close. Um, but as as you and I have, have already had the conversation, end of the day, a win is a win is a win is a win. And uh, as far as as far as this version of the Buccaneers uh, with uh, with TB12 at the helm, you know. Whether you win by one point or you win by 50 points, it's still a win. It still puts you that bit closer to going back to the Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowls, something else that has been announced in the last week. Um, what people are calling possibly the most exciting halftime show has been announced for the Super Bowl. Um... Uh, at this point in time, I'm still a little sketchy on exactly who's been confirmed. Uh, I know that Dre, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg, I saw that Eminem was confirmed, but then when then when I saw that it was then, you know, the confirmation of it, I didn't see his name listed. Uh, then there was a list of names that weren't uh, as well known to me. So... When I saw it, it was five people. Mm -hmm. It was those three that you named, plus... Oh, God, I can't think of a name. Mary J. Blige. That was it. Kendrick Lamar was the last one. That was it. I, I was like, Lamar Jackson. I can't imagine he's going to be singing at half. Kendrick Lamar Jackson. Kendrick Lamar Jackson. Throwing bombs and dropping mics. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's just it. The, um, I can't remember what it was that I saw it on, but um, someone said that apparently during the during the Super Bowl where Michael Jackson was the half the halftime entertainment, uh, it must have been in a Super Bowl where the Cowboys were playing. So it would have been the Cowboys against the Bills from either ninety four or ninety five. Um, and apparently Michael Irvin was interviewed once, and he said that because it was Michael Jackson, he snuck out of the uh, the dressing room. Uh, during the halftime break to watch the performance and stuff like that. And um, people were joking that, yeah, that's probably going to be the case for quite a few of the players this 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 year. So you'd imagine there'll be a couple of players just sort of poking their head around the, uh, the corner and stuff like that. In SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll, it'll certainly bring it'll certainly bring eyeballs in, and um, yeah, I think I think that largely, um, I mean, I've I've always, almost always considered the halftime show to be the point to go and get something to eat and a drink and and get set up for what as a as an English NFL fan is uh, is the harder part of the game because you know you need probably need a couple of not non-name branded energy drinks, uh, a cup of coffee and, and something to eat and stuff. You know, I've always used the halftime show to, to get get refueled for the second half. Um, whereas 
you know, certainly this time around, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, be checking it out. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that's uh, some stuff about the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl's a long way away. Um, shall we talk stats? Shoot off, my friend. I've got stats, and I know you've got stats. What I can't confirm, which unfortunately I do think means the lack of confirmation as uh, as confirmation itself. Uh, don't know where these these stats were originally pulled from, so that would suggest probably not our good friend Nate Davis. Uh, so unfortunately, I cannot give credit for the stats other than the stats mistress herself. Um, so I apologise if these stats uh, are originally yours, uh, but uh, I, I can't say for sure. Week 4, NFL stats 2021. Number 1, and what a stat to start on. I am loving this stat. The Arizona Cardinals have emerged from week four as the number one. The league's only 4-0 team. Honestly, I say it every week, I am loving Cardinals football. If it carries on like this, I'm, re- I'm actually really looking forward to uh, getting, the, getting the JFG on. Because uh, I know he's going to be a big fan of, uh, of what's going on there. Game of the week in terms of build-up had to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New England Patriots. The Bucs beat the Patriots 19-17, allowing Brady to join Breeze, Brett Favre and Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks to beat all 32 teams. Thanks to a 56-yard Nick Falk field goal attempt that banged off the upright, Maybe the most amazing stat of week four, Brady, who had a pedestrian 269 passing yards, rushed for three or four more than the Patriots had collectively. Three. New York. New York. The Giants and the Jets both got off the board with their first wins of 2021 on Sunday, which was also the first time ever both Big Apple teams won in overtime on the same day. Buffalo also cruised 40-0 past the Houston Texans, meaning New York actually went 3-0 in week four. Number four, amazing how far the New Orleans Saints passing game has evaporated. Encapsulated during the loss to the Giants, New York had three receivers with more than 75 receiving yards, while the Saints had none. Five. Despite the setback to the Cowboys, New Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold still has more wins, three, this season than the Jets and Giants combined. 
sticking with Sam Darnold, number six is Darnold now leads the NFL with five rushing touchdowns. No other quarterback has ever scored that many times on the ground in his first four games. Lamar who? By comparison, Darnold had five rushing touchdowns total during his first three seasons with the Jets. Over to you, sir. The thing with the... I'm sure they covered it on Red Zone at some point about Darnold as well. Or why it might have been during the actual game coverage was that um, at one point on Sunday, I think he was the leading rusher for touchdowns in the entire league. Yeah. So he'd, he'd run in more touchdowns than even running backs and stuff like that, which was a bit crazy. Um, but we continue with the stats and um, Seattle Seahawks uh, quarterback Russell Wilson watched his 100th career regular season win in his 148th start. Wilson, who has never missed a game since being drafted in 2012, joined Peyton Manning as the only players to reach the century mark in their first 10 seasons. That's pretty crazy. That um, so We'll have to go back through that, but that means that the, the Seahawks, since he's been there, have never had a, a winning record of less than nine wins a season. That's insane. Or less than 10 wins a season, in fact. Um, watch out for the Cleveland Browns' ascending defence, which has allowed 13 points and 292 yards total over the past two weeks. Sunday's lockdown of the normally explosive Minnesota Vikings was far more impressive than Week 3's wipeout of the Chicago Bears. Nice to keep old Kirk Cousins to uh, a sultry uh, uh, touchdown. It was a singular touchdown on, the, on Sunday. Let, 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 let's move on quickly. Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff is playing much better than he did as a rookie with the Rams in 2016. But he's riding a seven-game losing streak for the first time in five years. Sticking with the theme of Detroit, the Bears won the battle against Detroit on Sunday, but may have suffered a crippling blow if running back David Montgomery's knee injury is serious. Montgomery rushed for 106 yards and two touchdowns, and has arguably been the be- uh, been the team's best player this season. I don't know if you want to jump in there with uh, Stu's annoyance, his grievance, or anything like that. But... Um, I, I believe Stu's uh, fantasy team is yet again being decimated by injuries. Uh, I believe he also lays the blame solely at your feet. I don't know the connection. Uh, something to do with uh, his team getting destroyed the week before he plays you. Um, we, we've got people looking into it. Uh, there is a internal and external investigation going on. And we will get back to you as soon as we can on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, certainly shots have been fired. Yeah. What, what can I say? He's lost his, he's lost his two... There's two starting running backs within the space of two weeks, so that's uh, yeah, not ideal. We continue on with stats, though. The Jacksonville Jaguars have now lost 19 consecutive games. They trail only the 1966-67 expansion Buccaneers, 26, 
for the longest losing streak in the Super Bowl era since 1966. They will own the second worst skip to themselves if they fall to the Titans in week five. New Jags coach Urban Meyer had never lost four in a row in his career until this week. The Jets ended Sunday with six sacks total for the season, but managed to uh, but managed to tear down Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill seven times. They were kicking the crap out of him. <laughs> Certainly were, and last but by no means least, welcome back to Chiefs All Pro wide receiver. The cheater himself, Tyreek Hill, who had 19 grabs for 267 yards and one touchdown through three weeks as opposing defences tried to limit his damage on deep shots. The Philadelphia Eagles couldn't replicate that approach to Hill on Sunday, however, as he exploded for 11 receptions for 186 yards and three touchdowns in Kansas City's 42-30 get-well win. Something that I was um, something I was a little surprised to not uh, see in the stats, uh, and it's it's one of those. It may just be that it was just at a certain point in the game, but pretty sure they said on red zone, and I'll absolutely butcher this, but uh, there was a point where the Forty ers scored, and they were saying that the Forty ers had scored twelve touchdowns this season. And those 12 touchdowns were to 12 different players. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Amazing. I had this convers- I actually had this conversation with Matt, um, Matt Moore uh, on Sunday where it's getting to the point where from a fantasy perspective, San Francisco 49 players are undraftable because you just can't, you just can't, guarantee if you're going to get any production out of them because they're either not going to play they're either going to play but not get any targets or they're going to get injured it's crazy they just like they, like they're one of those teams that just annoys me because they don't have like one or they don't have like any standout players other than like Kittle really they've just got an awful lot of good to semi or very good players they can just plug in in gaps and stuff like that, and they're just a really frustrating team. Mm. Um, obviously, another thing we didn't cover was the fact that Tom Brady's now the leading passer. Um, he is. Uh, that that was a record he took from Drew Brees on Sunday night, um, and Brees was actually in the stadium to do the coverage with NBC, I think. Uh, well, he was definitely in the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and I think he was there. I think the whole point was that he was going to be there to either sort of not hand the, the sort of like the ball back to Brady or like he was going to be there because it was it was very obvious that he only needed so many yards to um, to to break the record or to set the record. So yeah, Tom Brady's now the all-time leading pass yardage quarterback and will continue to set that mark until he retires. One more thing that we didn't actually come we didn't actually mention was that up until the the final sort of 10 seconds of play in the Broncos-Ravens game on Sunday, um, 
the Ravens were set to lose their streak of 100 yards rushing in consecutive games. Mm. Um, I think they were at 96 yards or something like that, or 97 yards for the total rushing for the game, um, and needed they needed three yards to get to 100, but the Broncos were driving. Um, Drew Locke threw an interception, and normally you'd just say, right, let's kneel on the ball and mm-hmm. let's just take the last three seconds or whatever it was, let's left in the game and we'll just get out of here. Um, someone obviously mentioned it to the coaching staff and they basically set up um, all their offensive linemen on one side of the ball so that they could snap the ball to Lamar Jackson so he could rush for the, ne- the necessary yards to get him to 100 yards rushing for the game to keep the streak going. So I think it's something like 40 games or something like something similar to that. Wow. So it's something like every game since, I think it's 2017, uh, they've rushed for at least 100 yards a game. Wow. So I just thought that was quite cool that they, on the very last snap of the game, they rushed, they ran the ball for the, the necessary uh, yardage to get them over 100 yards rushing for the game as a team. So... Fair play to him for uh, for doing that. So, very cool, very cool. So, that puts uh, week four firmly in the rearview mirror, firmly in the history books, and uh, propels us towards week five of the twenty twenty one season. Uh, for you, uh, for you people at home that are playing the. Uh, the laces out drinking game. Here it comes. I mean, season's basically over at this point, isn't it? Um, as Paul pointed out earlier, there is no guest this week. Or is there? I believe in a pinch we can pull out a, a guest prediction just like that. Uh, I'm, I'm reliably informed that is the situation. So, Anybody that's new to the game, and the game being this podcast, will uh, will tell you the rules. The rules are this. I pick what I think is going to happen in this coming week's games. Paul picks what he thinks is going to happen in this coming week's games. And when there is a guest here, they get a pick. The guest gets a collective score. So every week supposedly there's a guest every week they pick what they think is going to happen and if the guest gets it right it rolls up into uh, a season-long score Uh, as as we've seen um it only took one week for the guest to uh to win the week and already the the guest is second i am not bitter uh but this is my week uh i have sent my picks over I believe they have been recorded in the book. I imagine Paul has uh, already done his picks. But Paul, talk to me about the guest pick. Well, so as uh, long-time listeners and viewers of the podcast may have recalled in previous times when we've not been able to get a guest, I have summoned all my powers to ask 
someone very close to myself to uh, to give their predictions for the week's games, and it is my good my good lady partner herself, Miss Amy Brinton, who has provided this week's picks for us. I will give those picks justly. So. We start the week off with the Thursday night football. We uh, we have an, another NFC. It's another NFC West showdown across both games. Uh, whereas it was the Cardinals and Rams and the Seahawks 49ers last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week it is the Rams taking on the Seahawks on the Thursday night football. Bit of a difference in opinion here. Both Andy and Amy have gone for the Seahawks to get the win. I've gone for the Rams to bounce back on this one. Uh, next up, we travel on to Sunday, and it's the first of the two international series games. So this is the first uh, of the yes. games this coming weekend. So we have the New York Jets travelling to, not Atlanta to play the Falcons, but the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to play the Falcons. Uh, both myself and Amy have picked the Jets to carry on their winning streak, whereas Andy has picked the Falcons pick up in Um Then we've got the regular slate, 6pm Sunday game, so we've got the Lions at Vikings. Um, both myself and Andy have picked the Vikings to bounce back, whereas Amy's got the Lions down for their first win of the season. Then we've got a bit of a consensus pick for the next four games. Uh, we've all gone for the Saints to beat the Washington football team. The Patriots to beat the Houston Texans, the Buccaneers to beat the Dolphins, and the Packers to beat the Bengals. Next up, we have the Broncos travelling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, Both myself and Amy have gone for the Steelers to get that one, whereas Andy's gone for the Broncos to get a win. Tricky one, that one for me, because obviously Teddy Bridgewater left the Broncos game at half-time with a concussion. Yeah. So... If he, if he passes the concussion protocol and plays, the Broncos will have a much better chance of getting something out of that game because the Steelers don't look great. It, but I've, uh, I've gone with the Steelers on the proviso that he might not make the concussion protocol. And this is the thing. You, I mean, you know, do, do, we, do we cast our minds back to last season? The Steelers looked... For for whatever reason, I know there's a, there's a lot of well, they just had an easy run of things. Whatever reason, the Steelers looked like world beaters, and it all 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 went to part of the end of the season, obviously. But this season, they look terrible. It's it's one of those things. I mean, I have my I have my opinions about that team. I may have shared them. On the podcast, I may have, you know, said of all the what may have been surprise retirements of last year, for me, one of the biggest surprises was the lack of retirement uh, in Big Ben. Um, but we shall see. Indeed. Indeed. Next up, we have the Eagles travelling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Surprising enough, we've all gone for a Panthers win. Uh, then we've got the Titans at the Jags. Uh, both myself and you have gone for the Titans to bounce back. 
Uh, whereas Amy's got a strong feeling that the Jags are going to pin a win on the board for the first time this season. No idea why. Um, next up, we've got the Browns at the Chargers. We've all gone for the Browns to win there, whereas Chargers got a very strong win against the Raiders in the Monday Night Football last week. So, wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers can keep that little run going. Absolutely. Uh, we've got the Bears at the Raiders. Uh, both myself and Andy are going for the Raiders, whereas Amy going for the Bears. Mainly because she'd never heard of the Las Vegas Raiders was her reasoning on that one. I did, I did, I did explain that they used to play in Oakland, which was like, I still don't know who they are, so I'll go with the Bears. Not saying anything. Next, we've got a couple of consensus picks. So we have the aforementioned 49ers at the Cardinals. We've all gone for the Cardinals to keep the uh, winning run going. Uh, next up, uh, Giants travelling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. We've all gone for the Cowboys. Uh, then we've got what should really be the game of the week uh, when the Buffalo Bills travel to Kansas City for a repeat of the AFC Championship game from last season. Now, both you and Amy have gone for the Chiefs to get the win here. I think, I think the Bills will have a little bit too much for the Chiefs. Here. So, here's what happened. I, I, you know, I do my picks, well, I do it on, on the Pickums, and then I just basically look at what I picked on the Pickums, and I, I then send that on to you, you put it in the book. On the Pickums, Instinct kicked in, and I put the Bills, and then I scrolled down, and I was like, hang on a minute, Bills, Chiefs, oh, we've got to go with the Chiefs then, surely. So I swapped it to the Chiefs, but then... I was like, the Chiefs are just, they're not doing well at the moment. The Bills, on the other hand, are doing well. So why have I stuck with the Chiefs? And basically, I just, I was, I was just in this spiral. I was like, well, I need to, I need to make a decision. So unfortunately for me, I, I did fall a little bit into my, uh, like my go-to, which would be, when in doubt, pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things in it where the Chiefs at home, you'd probably take them 99 times out of 100. Um, uh, like, there's just something about this Bills team that I really, really like. Obviously, yeah. they lost at the lost opening opening weekend against the Steelers, but since then they've won the last three. I've obviously tipped them to go at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Their defence is stellar. They've had two shutouts this season yep. so far. So two two shutouts in four games is pretty good going. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, they're not going to get a shutout against the, the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City. It just it's just not going to happen. But I think they can probably scheme up to get Mahomes dancing around a bit and stuff like that. So I won't be surprised if he throws a couple of interceptions. They might, they might even end up with a pick six or something like that. They might end up scoring on defense. I think it's. Um, I think it'll be. A, um, it'll be a great game to watch, um, and it's one of those ones where it's, it's one of those in uh, in a conference games where you think if this could be the Super Bowl, people would just say Sammy up now. Obviously, because they're both AFC teams, it's never going to happen. Um, so it's just a shame that we'll never see it as a Super Bowl, but. 
obviously the AFC Championship game is like the precursor to the Super Bowl in, in well the NFC and the AFC Championship games are obviously the precursors to the Super Bowl so it's it's a championship worthy level game so let's see what happens and then to round out the week on the Monday Night Football we have the Indianapolis Colts travelling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens the only reason I can I can think that they've put this on the Monday Night Football is because it's the Indianapolis Colts that used to play in Baltimore travelling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens that used to be the Cleveland Browns so it's a bit of a you took our team away from us so we had to take a team from someone else so we had a team you bastards but shockingly enough we've all gone for the Ravens to get the win there so that's the week's games ladies and gentlemen there we go there we go um fantasy wise is it is it you've got Rob yeah me up against Rob I've got I've got uh, old uh, Sinbin. Um, so yes, I, uh, I I I am struggling with with my team this season. Um, I thought uh, a little bit of dancing around, making some uh, some drops, uh, some some pickups, and and this that and the other might might help um but i i am starting to think that there's some kind of curse at this point because uh yep the uh the questionables the outs and uh, and that started trickling in um what i thought initially was going to be a good defense is not proving that way uh i mean look at it this way my my my, my qb1 is kirk cousins so that's just yeah. That's, that's never gonna. It's never gonna go well for you, is it? Let's be honest. No, that's no, not. Any uh, any strategy you've got for taking on uh, the mighty Mister Afton? Pray that Aaron Rodgers doesn't go off against the Bengals. I mean, he's got he's got Ezekiel Elliott playing against the Giants. I, I'm, I'm pretty much up against it. Uh, but current projections are that it's going to be a 93-point tie. That will not be the case. It will I not. guarantee it. It will not. So, any other business? Anything else from you, sir? Other than the first London game, I have absolutely nothing, Mr. Cook. Obviously, uh, that's always... It's just... I was the the start of the London games is always good because obviously we missed them last year with the uh, with the coronavirus pandemic, mm-hmm. but obviously happy happy days that it's returning, so there'll be a packed Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The games aren't the greatest this season. Let's be honest: the Jets versus the Falcons and the Dolphins versus the Jags isn't exactly going to get the pulses racing of the uh, of the majority. But I always look at it. As it gives us another three and a half hours of uh, of NFL to watch because they always put it on early. So it's it's at six till one in the morning. It's now two thirty in the afternoon till one in the morning. 
And even even better, they've done it on a weekend where there's no domestic football. Hello. So there's no having to try and split two screens to watch one version of football and another at the same time. So happy days. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Tune in next week to find out who won the week and see what we've got coming up games-wise next week. Till then, I'm going to say bye to my lovely co-host and bye to you lovely people. And we shall both see you then. Bye. So there we go. What did you think of that? Just me and Paul, but I feel that we did we did it justice. We managed to get it through it. Maybe we don't need a guest. Maybe that's the new way to do it. Hmm. Anyway, wherever you get your podcasts, do subscribe. It's a huge help and we really appreciate it. If you want to jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. You can even get in touch with us, which I encourage you to do. That's it for this one. And until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.